0: Not long ago, a Christian apologist shared some staggering numbers. Here are a few. It has remained consistent that over the past few years, around 155,000 people die every day worldwide. If you were to take that number of people and put them in a line, that line would stretch 59 miles long. It's a lot of people. Now, as Christians, we know that this life is not all there is. And that after death, everyone faces either an eternity in the presence of the Lord or an eternity apart from the Lord in hell. That means that every day, around 155,000 people enter an eternity somewhere. Unfortunately, many of those people enter an eternity apart from God in hell. The same apologist shared this. He said, if you were to take all of the unsaved people alive on earth right now, and if you were to put them in a line and give each of them about two feet of space, that line would be over two million miles long. It would wrap the earth's equator more than 80 times. You see, the number of deaths per day, that's hard to hear. But the number of unbelievers marching straight towards an eternity in hell That's heartbreaking. So the question must be, what are we supposed to do? Jesus made it very clear and commanded that all of His followers are supposed to share the Gospel, the good news that salvation from sin and hell comes through faith in Him alone. In fact, that's why we've adopted that as part of our mission, our purpose here at FBCO, part of our mission statement is to share the clear and simple message of salvation with our community And the world. And church, it's time for us to get back to that purpose. See, 2020 was a difficult year. A lot of things stopped. But look around. God brought us through that FBCO, and here we are. So it's time that we get back to that mission of sharing the gospel. It's time that we go back out into our community and share the greatest hope that there is. This year, our emphasis, our focus as a church is going to be very, very simple. It's this. Reach someone. Reach someone. My prayer is that all of us would dedicate ourselves to reaching someone in 2021 with the gospel. There are millions of unsaved people in our country. Many of us have unsaved family members, friends, coworkers, workers And all of us regularly have at least simple conversations with lost people in restaurants, grocery stores, and at gas stations. And it's time for us to move with purpose. So as we kick off a new year, and as we get back to this emphasis, it's time for us to begin a new sermon series together as well. And we're going to do that by being in the Gospel of John. So if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 is where we'll be this morning. Now we're going to be in this incredible book for quite a while as we see the life of Christ as recorded by one of his 12 disciples. Spoiler alert. It was the disciple John who wrote this Gospel. And John made very clear what his purpose was for writing this Gospel. He said in chapter 20 that the purpose was that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have a life in His name. That's the purpose. And as he begins this Gospel account, I want us to take note of how he introduces Jesus. Because I think this should get us excited to introduce people to Jesus this year. So let's look there together. John chapter 1, we're going to be in verse 1. In the beginning This is an introduction. And there are a lot of names that John could have used when referring to Jesus. He could have called him the Lord, the Messiah, Savior, the Almighty, the Good Shepherd, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. But John chose to kick things off by calling Jesus the Word. And there's been some debate about exactly what John meant by referring to Jesus this way. Perhaps the best understanding is that God's revelation to mankind up to this point in history had been through his written and spoken words to mankind. But then Jesus came down from heaven. You see, the Israelites had received many words from God, but Jesus is the word. Jesus is the perfect and most complete revelation from God to man. That's why Jesus later told his disciples, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. John keeps going, he tells us that Jesus was with God in the beginning. That means that unlike this world, this universe, everything that we see and know, which had a definite starting point, Jesus did not have a starting point. Now He's existed from eternity past. He was here before you and me, this building, this church, the whole earth. Not only that, but he created all these things. He's the agent of creation. Through him, all things have come into being. Now let's understand, there is only one eternal being. There's only one all-powerful creator, and that is God. So what John is making abundantly clear in the first three verses is that Jesus is, in fact, divine. So it shouldn't surprise us that in Jesus is found both life... And light. In this world that's filled with the darkness of sin and death and brokenness, Jesus came down and brought hope for those stumbling in that darkness. Yet, same way that a, a slug hates salt because that means death for it, the darkness hates the light because that means an end to its reign over the lives of sinners. And so all the enemies of the Lord, they constantly try and oppose him and thwart his plans. But they've never succeeded in overcoming Jesus, and they never will, because the darkness has not overcome the light. And the light still shines through the darkness to bring rescue to all who come to Jesus in faith. And if there is any question at this point in John's gospel about who Jesus is, let's just jump to verse 18 together. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Jesus is the Word. He's the Creator. He's light and life. He is the eternal Son of God. Why should we introduce people to Jesus this year? Why should we reach someone with Jesus? Because Jesus is the greatest. Because Jesus is greater than anyone else anyone could ever meet in this life. It's because He's the one who created us. He gave us life. He's the only source of eternal life. Jesus is someone worth sharing. And I wonder how many of us in this room already have someone on our minds that's in our life that needs to meet Jesus. The question is, will we reach that person? Look at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. All right, we'll pause right here. Now this is referring to John the Baptist, not the Apostle John who wrote the Gospel that we are reading. And notice that after introducing Jesus we're now told about a man whose goal was to prepare people to meet Jesus. John the Baptist's whole goal was to point people to the Lord. Sounds an awful lot like the goal we're talking about pursuing this year, doesn't it? And John the Baptist came as a witness to share a very simple testimony. You know what? Verse 15 gives us a glimpse into what that testimony was. Let's look at that verse together. Verse 15 says, John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. See, John the Baptist realized and knew that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior. He existed from eternity past. And he told everyone all that he could About Jesus? When was the last time we told someone all that we could about Jesus? If we had a family member or a friend who's unsaved, or that person that's on our mind right now, and they were to ask us today to tell us about Jesus, what would we say about him? What would we tell that person? You know, sometimes we choose not to tell people about Jesus because. We say things like, well, you know, I just don't know, I don't have eloquent words to speak. I would never think to call Jesus the Word or light in life, and so I just, I, I just can't do it because I don't know what to say. But look at John the Baptist. His, his was a simple testimony. He just shared what he knew about Jesus. You see, we, we overcomplicate many times what it means to introduce people to the Savior, And instead of making this complicated, we should make it personal. And we should share what we know. We know as believers that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That he didn't stay in the grave, but he powerfully rose from the dead three days later. And we know that eternal life comes only through faith in him. There still might be a lot that we don't know about Jesus. We're all still growing in our faith. But we don't need a degree in theology in order to share Jesus. We just need to share what we know. But not only that, this should be personal for us believers. Because Jesus, he's not just some historical figure or a great teacher or fulfillment of prophecy. If we're Christians, that means Jesus is our Savior. That means he's our Lord, our Shepherd. He's the source of our eternal life. This is personal for us when we share Jesus. One of the things that I love is introducing my family to people. I love saying, this is, this is my wife. This is Casey. This is my son. This is Judah. Now, I love that because I love them. And a lot of you probably feel that way about your family, too. But how much more should we love to introduce people to Jesus? To say, This is, this is my Savior. He, he's the one who forgave all my sins, He changed my life, He rescued my soul. This is personal. For us and just like God used the simple testimony of John the Baptist he can use ours too and as we continue in our series we're gonna talk more about how we share our testimony You see many times we we overcomplicate things and we need to stop doing that see we should reach someone with the gospel because of what we know we know that Jesus Christ is the only source of eternal life and because we know Jesus We should share Jesus with others. But here's a big reason that we need to be so focused on introducing the Lord to other people. Let's look at verse 9 together. John writes The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because He was before me. Out of His fullness, we've all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Why should we reach someone with Jesus? because people need Jesus, because without him, they'll be lost forever. Those who don't accept the light of truth that Jesus revealed and accept his gracious offer of forgiveness and salvation, they're going to remain outside the family of God and the kingdom of heaven. We need to reach someone because someone in our lives is headed towards an eternity in hell. They're living as children of the devil, and many of them don't even realize that Jesus is offering them forgiveness and salvation and adoption into God's family. Some people are going to hear that truth, and they're still going to choose to reject Jesus, but we don't give up on them. Why do people need to know him? Because Jesus is the only way to salvation. And even though, even though Jesus knew that many people would reject him, He still came to save us. Let's never lose sight of that, believers. Let's never lose sight of what Jesus did when He came to earth and made His dwelling among us. Because when we lose sight of that, it becomes easy for us to ignore our task of sharing the Gospel and reaching people. See, Jesus, He's not not some distant person. He's not some disinterested creator or loveless Lord. No, He... He came down to save people. And we need to tell people that. People need to know that He came down and did that for them. There's a story in Greek poetry about this great warrior who was dressed in all his armor. He's getting ready to go to battle. And before he left, he went to say farewell to his young son. And when his son looked at him and he saw all that shining armor, he was terrified. And he screamed. And so that warrior, he threw off all his armor and he scooped up his son and he hugged him close. When Jesus came down, he didn't come down in all of his glory. That would terrify us. That would bring death to our imperfect beings. No, Jesus threw off the beauty and splendor of his glory For us to come and make His dwelling here so that we could be drawn near to Him, so that we could come into His open arms of forgiveness. And those of us who have felt His embrace and entered into His salvation, sometimes we forget that there are so many people who still haven't met Him. That there are so many people who don't know that His arms are open to them. So it's time that we tell people that. Church, Let's reach someone with the Gospel this year. Let's introduce someone to Jesus Christ. Reaching someone isn't supposed to be some simple slogan or some one-and-done Sunday theme. This is our focus. It's our emphasis. It's what we're going to pursue together. In the same way that I'm taking this challenge, that, that the church leadership is taking this challenge, I'm asking that you would take this challenge, too, to reach someone. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, I still don't know what to say. I still don't know how to share. I want you to know that throughout the year, we're going to give opportunities for you to be trained up. Opportunities to be equipped in these things. The first one's going to be next Sunday, January 10th, at 6 p.m. here in the Family Life Center. During our normal Bible study time, we're going to be going through some of those basics of sharing the gospel with other people. And we're going to have other opportunities too. Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but I'd love to reach people in the community, but I don't know quite where to go or what that's going to look like. We're going to give you opportunities to do that. We're looking forward to many events we're going to have here at the church this year where you can come and serve and interact with people from the community. And when you do that, you're going to encounter lots of chances to share Jesus with them. So this year... We're going to give you opportunities to be equipped, to be trained, opportunities to reach people, but the question remains, will you try and reach someone? Will you try and reach someone this year? I'm going to challenge you to take that commitment today. To commit to introduce someone to Jesus. To commit to share the Gospel with someone. And understand that by taking this challenge, you're not guaranteeing that you'll lead someone to salvation. You can't guarantee that but you're guaranteeing that you'll try. That you'll make this your pursuit this year. So I'm going to do something that I very seldom do here at church. And I'm going to ask for a show of hands. and I'm going to ask by a show of hands who here is willing to take this challenge to try and reach someone in 2021. By a show of hands, who's willing to try and take that challenge this year? See, church... These hands raised means that we're in this together. So let's reach someone in 2021. If you're joining us here on campus, online, on the radio, and Jesus Christ is not your Savior, please understand this isn't about church attendance or increasing our membership here. Please understand this is about your soul. It's about your eternity. Every day... 155,000 people die in this world. And on one of these days, that will be me and you. The question is, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Because the Bible makes it very clear that if Jesus Christ is your Savior, your eternity is going to be spent with Him. But the Bible is also very clear that if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you'll be separated forever from God in a place called hell. And that's because all of us have sinned We've all broken God's commands. And even if you do good works and go to church and tithe and help people, that's not going to cut it. It won't make up for your sin. Nothing we do can. That's why Jesus Christ came to this earth. He died on the cross to take the punishment for me and you, rose powerfully from the grave, and now He stands in heaven waiting to offer you forgiveness and salvation. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And if you have never made that decision, please know that no matter where you are right now, you can do that. Would you pray with me? If you're joining us and Jesus isn't your Savior, but you're ready to finally give your life to Him, you're ready to go to Him for forgiveness and salvation, to put your faith in Him, if that's you, you can follow me in this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. But I know that you came and died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you didn't stay in the grave, but you rose powerfully from the dead. And Jesus, today I'm asking you to forgive me of all my sins. And I'm giving you my life to take it and do whatever you want with it. Because I'm ready to be all yours. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that if anyone chose to make that decision today, that you would just wrap them up in your loving arms. That they would begin to see the changes you are making in their lives. I pray for that for those of us who have made that decision, who raised our hands today and said we're going to take this commitment, that Father, this wouldn't be a passing thing. That it wouldn't be something we get excited about for one morning, but it would be something we commit to this year. Give us a burden for the gospel. Help us to share what we know about Jesus with others. To introduce people to our Savior. Give us those opportunities. Open our eyes when they're all around us. We pray that through this, you'd be glorified. We just want to be obedient to you, Lord. We want to bring you glory and honor. We pray that would be true in all of our lives. Father, we love you. But as you proved long ago when Jesus came, You love us more, and we thank you for it. In your name, amen.